Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, and welcome to the official Broad Wasted Podcast, where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plofsky, and I have to say, I'm in denial. I mean, how does a Roman general Ides of March salad killer lover dropped on the sharp end of a sword even begin to recover any kind of historical redemption reward? Sorry, I'm just a pure middling about. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> I've been told I'm an old Giza at heart, but I just Whoa. say, tickle me sphinx. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's like finding a Cleopatra's needle in a sandstorm. That's a saying, right? Eh, it's all hieroglyphics to me. <laughs> and a little bit of pheromones. Perhaps I should take a break. I hear it's pretty great and fly away to Cairo for the summer, much further than upstate. But, as my mummy would say, tut-tut. <laughs> <laughs> Joining us today are the usual two other raw lovers, including the other two to my triumvirate. Yeah, I do including love it raw. What? I do love it raw. We have Kevin Rosetta Stoned Jager. I'll take it. Kimberly, our game master and unofficial babysitter for the hour. Hello. And with us today are two incredible talents. One you'll recognize from her numerous TV roles, like Veep, and recent show, uh, and the recent, she can't read, and the recent show off Broadway, Ring Twice for Miranda. The other you may have currently... Nope, I can't read. The other you may have caught on Broadway and Bells Are Ringing, American Idiot and Hamilton. Quite the portfolio. Uh, currently, they're starring as Mark Anthony and Jay... No, sorry. Mark Anthony and Cleo in Cleopatra, The New Pop Experience. Let's give a broad-waisted welcome to friends of the show. Friends of the show! Natalia Thiesfield and Cindy James Harcourt. Hey! hey. hey. You Welcome. made it through your intro. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's the whole show. <laughs> you can follow them at um, their full, their full Talia Thiesfield, right? At Talia Thiesfield on um, on Twitter. On Twitter, and your Instagram is the act of style. Ooh. All one word. That's fancy. How fitting for Cleo. And then you just you just Sydney Harcourt, correct? Yeah. On Twitter. Yeah, and, and, and that is clever. That's good. <laughs> hey, it was open. You take it. Yeah. Right. It's true. Um, That's true. But let's start with what we start with every week. What are you drinking? What are you drinking? I myself am having a sensible gray goose. Um, my uh, one of my dear friends told me that it doesn't really do anything to your cords, and you can't really taste it. So you can. You know, have a little and it won't mess up your voice. Sounds Good great. Oh. So, yeah. Well, that's funny. Because <laughs> <laughs> my one of my dear friends, <clears throat> name drop, Tracy Toms, uh, taught me about 10 years ago mm -hmm. that drinking a little brown liquor will soothe the cords. And so uh, we're coming off of a full day of rehearsal, so I'm drinking some bourbon. Yes. Awesome. Yes. I am also joining you in that bourbon drinking. Hey, hey. I'm on yeah, the bourbon train as well. The bourbon train? Bourbon train? Do you Jesus. want to do like that? Choo -choo oh, you can cheers with us too. Thanks, guys. He's the Grey Goose Caboose. Mm. Perfect. I like that. Before we start anything, um, would love to, you guys are currently um, in um, Cleopatra. Yes. Uh, the pop experience, yeah. the new pop experience. Yeah. Explain what this is because. 
I would say it's like a night at a badass party. It pulls a lot from electro and hip hop and EDM. I would say the club styles of today uh-huh. um, that you'd normally dance to. It's just then a show starts, and the show is in the same space that you're dancing and drinking and partying in. Cool. And I think maybe a little De La Guarda. Okay. Um, where you it's truly immersive. The okay. action takes place all around you. There are no sight lines. You know, edge of theater concept experience. That's that, awesome. You know, you come to with an open mind, mm-hmm. and the music is dope. Yeah. So yeah. regardless, if you've come to party, that's guaranteed. Cool. Yeah, this you know, is how definitely... much you learn about history, I'm not sure. There's <laughs> some amazing, amazing dancers in the show that it's going to be hard not to be paying attention to them and partying like you would right. in a place. And if you go to something like Sleep No More, mm-hmm. everybody's experience of the show is completely different because there are certain things of the story that you catch and there are certain things where you're off sort of on your own journey or flirting with somebody or actually, you actually met somebody you want to talk to like at the club and you're in the corner like, you know, doing whatever right. and then you catch the next big number. So That's so um, cool. Yeah. So it's uh, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, I keep thinking this is really like an invitation to a night in a club in a pyramid or like a concert and everybody has a ticket on the floor. Yeah. So what do you want people to feel walking out of this? I, for me... When I go to, I just went to Afropunk in Brooklyn, Mm -hmm. and what happened to me was it was truly a transcendent experience. For two or three days afterwards, I I literally felt like I was on a high. Mm -hmm. Something happened to me in in that process, in that day, where I came home, and I remember calling a friend of mine. They were like, oh, how was punk? And I was like, "I, I feel like ever since I came home, music is affecting me in a completely different way. And I would sit there, like I sat at home for like three days just listening to some of the artists that I had had seen um, live and I was affected completely differently than I had been before the experience. I don't know how to put that really into words, but that's what I would love. I would love for people to walk away from the experience and for three days be like, I can't shake this feeling, like something... You're you're buzzing, you're vibing. There's like Just an energy, yeah. Yeah. energized, inspired. Cool. I don't know how you know what the word is for that, but the, yeah, that's uh, what that I, is well, for me. <laughs> I would I would think that I agree with that completely, and I would say that I would want audiences to feel that they had seen a device for storytelling that wasn't your traditional musical fare and that any uh, genre of music is a valid vehicle for plot if you can meet the challenge of writing a tune that forwards the plot and has a hook that is repeatable and will get into your head because the old days of musical theater we were setting the standard for what was on the radio and we got away mm-hmm. from that mm-hmm. at a certain point yes, as the music became electric and we sort of parted ways and then didn't become the trendsetters. We came like a vaudeville kind of thing mm-hmm. instead of staying current. And I feel maybe as a community or uh, the, the genre itself resists really taking big leaps forward. Uh, and I think that's something I want them to leave this workshop experience with, with this idea that, you know what, I think this thing can work and it's mm-hmm. an, it's a new vehicle for storytelling. I think it's really cool that this style of music in particular is still able to evoke that kind of emotion for me. And, and, and I've said numerous times that all of these songs keep getting stuck in my head. Uh, and there's production in the room because our composer really is a genius, Jeff Day. He's oh my God. like, not only is he writing the music, not only is he a, a poli sci major, um, <laughs> but he programs in front of us all of the beats in the individual. He runs Pro Tools, he runs uh, all yeah. of these other programs that I don't know. <laughs> 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 and 
And it's really, it's quite amazing. And since the first time I heard that, it, I'll never forget it. And because it gave me the same sort of feeling that I got when I went for my first rehearsals for the workshop of Hamilton, mm -hmm. which was, I was like, oh, because I, I do, you know, part of my career is on Broadway and a big part of my career is just in music. Uh -huh. And it was really surprising me to turn, for me to turn and see like a theater piece have beats set up at the desk with engineers there mm -hmm. running things on Pro Tools. Right. And every time we rehearsed it with dancers, we were working with beats, not just with a piano. You know, back in the old days, doing Sweet Smell of Success, I, everything was rehearsed with a piano, all this dance music. And then like a couple days before the Zitz Probe would be like, hey, we're getting a drummer. But here I am. Here I am in twenty fifteen now walking into a room for rehearsal and they've got beats set up. Yeah. And that Jeff what that was the second experience for me of walking in and then it was like stuff that sounded like maybe even a little ahead of, you know, what was now. And so yeah, nobody gets to sing those songs so if I have any control over it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's so exciting to have that juxtaposition of that's like, like on the edge of what's happening with music with such a classic tale. Yeah. Did did either of you have any experience with like the story of Cleopatra and Antony or anything like that, like the Shakespeare piece or any other kind of like background with the story, or are you coming to this completely fresh? Sure. Um, I uh, I tend to be a little bit of a I wouldn't say a history buff, but I. I really love um, drunk history. Drunk history, <laughs> yes. Um, but I love, uh, in particular, um, stories in involving strong um, females. But uh, Cleopatra is definitely somebody that, um, over the span of my education, I've always um, had an interest mm -hmm. about. And so, I came into this really late in the game. So. Um, uh, it all was and kind she's of... amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Our prayers are answered. But um, it, as soon as as soon as my managers called and said, you know, blah, 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 Cleopatra, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> it got hopped on Google. Was like, yes. You just typed in yes into Google. <laughs> <laughs> I typed in yes, and Cleopatra's face came up, and I was like, and it came this right to my to website. <laughs> Cleopatra, the original Yas Queen. <laughs> yes, yes. Origin story. Of I've been trying to soak up as much information from people. I even pulled our producer Nathaniel aside. Yeah, he's giving me the burp. I pulled him aside and was asking him like historical questions. Um, and on uh, Instagram, I've been trying to uh, do like a daily Cleo's Corner where I share oh, that's facts so funny. about her. So um, actually, Nathaniel just it. handed me this book called Cleopatra, A Life by Stacey Schiff, uh, which he's told me is a, a fascinating, juicy, dirty yes. uh, biography of Cleopatra. So thank you. <laughs> Nathaniel, awesome. do you have my mark? My mark? <laughs> no? No, oh, no, I'll, I'll get out there. <laughs> I'll get it out there. I guess let's let's change gears for just a second. What's your favorite musical? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, singing in the rain. Hmm. Yeah, oh, we haven't heard that one yet. It might be the first one. Really yeah. Thing. Why I does mean, no one say singing in the rain? I don't know. That's a great story. Singing in the rain is the reason why I'm in musical theater. Yeah. I saw it when I was three, I think. <laughs> the the movie or did you see on stage? The movie. Uh, and I mean, I'm from Detroit. We didn't get a lot of opportunities to see shows. Yeah. Um, so my entire musical theater education up until like actually doing them in like college mm -hmm. was musical, well, movie musicals like yeah. MGM stuff. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's my my first. So singing the rain. That's awesome. What was your first Broadway show that you saw? Oh. Uh, Mine was Phantom of the Opera. Swing. Swing. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's a good answer. Swing. That's a good one. Oh, it was amazing. They really got me. I learned from that. Um, I, it was Am, Anne Hampton Calloway. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Okay. I mean, everybody. Laura Bonatti. Everybody in the show. I've heard so her. good. Mm -hmm. Right, you have. <laughs> so, right. And, you know, uh, my roommate was a swing in it. 
at the time. A swing and swing. <laughs> I had met him at the Pittsburgh Civic Light Opera after dropping out of college my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, I have a space in my apartment. And so I moved in with him and then he was in that. So I went to go see it. Yeah, Talia, what was, what's your favorite show? Um, I would have to say, this is going to sound cheesy. I can't wait. But um, In the, the Heights really changed the game for me. <laughs> Um, I, my answer probably would have been different had that show not existed, but as a Puerto Rican, mm-hmm. um, seeing that show uh, was... I, I, I'm, I, I'm speechless. I yeah. mean, I think I'm, the show itself, the construction of it, the book, I think everything was fabulous, but there's something to be said for the visceral emotional response that 100%. seeing yourself on stage um, and really seeing yourself, not like West Side Story. I saw like a whole bunch of white people playing me right. in a movie mm-hmm. when I was like eight, but like really seeing yourself and like jokes written into the script that were truly meant for you because as a Latina woman, you grew up with those words and those jokes and like certain things that mm-hmm. the person sitting next to me didn't get. Yeah, yeah. But like, it was written for me. That's and I also, I mean, growing up, I grew up a, a little bit of a hip-hop head, so uh-huh. just seeing, seeing like, rap on stage, an actual, like, real hip-hop um, right, on stage for, sure. for the first time, there was just so, there were a lot of feels for me. So, yeah. would that also count as the, what's your favorite experience seeing something theatrical? Not necessarily favorite show, but like... You know what? Damn. I saw Lion King for the first time ever a couple weeks ago. Whoa! Cool! And and I saw it, you know, during this whole, like, what is it, 25th or 20th anniversary? 25th anniversary? Sure. 20th. 20th. Yeah. Yeah. So there was an energy about it. Yeah. um, But, you know, (laughs) that was, as far as experiences go, man, that was... That was the bee's knees. Yeah. That was the shit. Um, Cat's pajamas. Just, just gorgeous. It's gorgeous. The, cool. the, and I'm a sucker for um, uh, costuming and makeup and, and like sets and all the things. I tend to be really attracted to things I can't do. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sure Sid has heard me in rehearsals when the dancers are like doing their thing. I'm screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like losing my mind because I can't do that. There is one girl, I gotta call her out. There is one dancer, her name is uh, Yuriko oh, Miyake. And one day in rehearsal, they were like working some stuff out and she's like, okay, like I could do something like this or I could do something like this. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, her kneecap hits her forehead. And I'm just on purpose. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. And I just I screamed like like blood curdling scream, and everyone looks at me, and I was like, yes, bitch. Just like I mean, so yes, Lion King for me was was fascinating because all of the costumes and the puppetry and like the the everything, the lighting, all the all the things I don't do Mm -hmm. were just out of this world. Do you have a Do you have an experience, Sydney? Hmm. Oh wait! While he's thinking, I will also say, <laughs> yeah. after midnight, blew my oh, mind yeah. because I'm also a sucker for I guess traditional, like that old school yeah. song mm-hmm. and dance musical mm-hmm. theater, and then you throw into that a whole bunch of beautiful brown faces. Hello, black people magic! I loved it. A traditional musical done perfectly. There's almost nothing better than. It was gorgeous. Give me a big tap number any day. And that had, that had all the elements too. The choreography, the, yeah. the costumes. It was just beautiful. Yeah, I thought so it was cool. beautiful. I have a multi-part answer. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> complicated first I'd like to say. Smart and intellectual. First you have so many layers. I am like an onion. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to say that I agree because I do remember my first time seeing The Lion King. Mm. And whoa. When the He Lives in You mask appears. Oh my god! Yes. Oh my god! I literally just got just lost my mind. It's one of those moments in theater where you realize what's possible. Yes. Yeah. From just like sticks and cardboard and I felt lights. like I yeah. was eight years old. Right. Really great. Yeah. Uh, so I agree with that. Disney's good at that. Um, but <laughs> good. not wanting to be twinsies and have the same answer. <laughs> Whatever. Um, <laughs> I love you said twinsies. American Idiot. I had an audition for that. 
Uh-huh. So I went to see it, mm-hmm. and I got a ticket, and I sat in the audience. Oh, my God. Like, watching that was... You know, I moved here, and I had classical training, mm-hmm. but I didn't think... I mean, I thought that my pop voice, that I just learned from contemporary music, what would be useful here, mm-hmm. and I didn't really find it to be. So then when I saw a show like American Idiot, that literally looked like a music video yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. in front of your eyes. Just, it was incredible. And also a bit, it felt a little immersive. There was some like in the aisles stuff, and yeah. everyone was drinking. You had your drinks in Hell the yeah. aisles, and it was 90 minutes. I love a show um, where you can drink. And I love a 90-minute show with no intermission. <laughs> so I got to see this holiday number. Oh, my God. They looked like they were having the best time. The sexy cast was amazing to this number. And I auditioned, and I booked it, mm-hmm. and then I got to be in it. And That's And let dream. me tell you, getting to do American Idiot Holiday, like, it's one of the best feelings ever. You, It's my music video <laughs> fantasy. Check. So can I ask you a question about you? So you've been in Bells Are Ringing on Broadway, mm. um, American Idiot and Hamilton. That's a very diverse portfolio <laughs> in terms of like, a resume, I should say, in terms of something so traditional, yeah. something that was, you know, that kind of on that the, the cusp of um, something brand new, but also still a jukebox musical. Mm-hmm. And then something that changed everything. Um, for multiple reasons. Yeah. Can you explain how you as an actor could go from one to the other and really hone in on those? Like, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. You're, yeah. It, it's just like you have a bag of tricks that you're able to use for multiple different styles. Mm-hmm. And we're just saying, what is it like to navigate from using this contemporary bag to using this pop bag to using this, like, classic bag? I think I just needed money more than others. <laughs> <laughs> the most honest answer I've ever had. Cheers. 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 Theater is a business. We have a five minute question for you. Uh, one word answer. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I mean, really, the way I always thought about it, and, you know, let me just add, like, the other things I consider myself, like, to be, like, New York credits for me, or Camelot at Lincoln Center Live, oh. yes. Showboat at Carnegie Hall, uh-huh. and the Radio City Music Christmas Spectacular Extravaganza. Did you get to hang out with the camels? I used to feed them donkeys with an apple. That is the best every time, every day. They'd be like, "Don't feed them," and I'd be like, "Okay." them anyway (laughs) it really was it really was about getting a job so for me but granted I had classical music I had a classical music education Mm -hmm. I studied like voice classically at a a school called Interlochen oh yeah in in Michigan Mm -hmm. and um, and I had learned about musical theater because I really we didn't study any musical theater there I love the musicals, but I didn't like go to school like doing musicals every spring or whatever right. it was. I yeah. was like, you know, doing this interlocking thing and doing ballets and doing, you know, like vocal work, like uh, opera workshops and stuff like that. But um, then all along being aware of contemporary music and singers and like singing R&B like on my own time being from Detroit and listening to the radio and yeah, having yeah. those influences and liking pop. Uh, And I got here, and I just felt like you'd read the paper, and you'd see what the job was calling for. I'd be like, I can do that. I can do that. And therefore, like, when I was reading these breakdowns, like, I can sing rock. I know, I know, you know, Lenny Kravitz. That's rock, right? I'll sing, you know, Are You Gonna Go My Way? That's how I got American Idiot. I just learned what I had to learn to to get a job. I just always sort of believed that I can do this. These people can do it. I know I can do it. So, I mean, unless it's something like, no, I don't dance on point, or no, I don't do backflips across the stage. Mm-hmm. I just, I can't learn that. I tried. <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> I had too many bruised ankles. I was like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> no, but I think that's a really important message because I think 
Um, especially in the industry now that's becoming super saturated with people trying to do this. A lot of people are being taught to be one thing and be the best at that thing, and that's what you audition for, and that's what you do. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really important to stress that you can. Oh, yeah. Open well, it's up your all like. Portfolio. I had a revelation in high, in, in high school when I was studying classical music, and I was listening to this Handel stuff, and like, there's this bass uh, aria called, For He Is Like a Refiner's Fire. And. I was singing it like I wanted to sing it. Not That's actually like, on Kevin's Tinder profile. <laughs> <laughs> looking, <laughs> looking for. Oh, that one got me. That one got me. <laughs> Drunk ass. Um, drink up. Look at her. That's, okay. it, That's my second one, boo. Oh. You don't want me to drink any more than this. I'm drinking the brown. No, no, I'm, good, good. I'm drinking the Put brown. It down. Put it down. Um, <laughs> So like I learned one day I cause I was playing around I was like oh they want me to sing it like this for she is like they were like oh, oh, yes. that is so good he and just I was wanted like, to sing for you <laughs> oh you want me to like make that opera sound mm-hmm. and then I figured out that it's all that. Yeah. Like all, there's a musical theater sound, there's a rock sound, there's an R&B sound, there, there's all kinds of sounds, and you can do all of them. Mm-hmm. You just got to put the time in to learn. It's like dialects, right? Yeah. yeah. So I think that's really all it is. I think the musical actor has a deep bag of tricks if they want to work a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Now, question for you, Talia. Yeah. Um, you do a lot of film work. How do you transition from that um, kind of a little bit more intimate, you know, smaller to, to create bigger to something like Cleopatra where, you know, they, while they are in, like you said, interactive right there, but still needs to hold some sort of like melodramatic weight, if you will. Sure. Like how do you transition? How have you learned, I should say, to transition um, those two techniques on a dime? Um, I assume you can. Yeah, yeah. I, sh- I sure yeah. hope so. Um, <laughs> um, it's a really good question. I mean, I think I think it's in part it's in part to training, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's also just in part to personality. Um, to be honest, uh, I find that um, you know, in in the case of Cleopatra where I'm being asked to kind of channel uh, a Beyonce-like personality. You have to find that, right, in yourself. And I think we've all had those moments where we get dressed up, we're about to go to the club, we're going to hang out with the boys or the girls, and you're feeling cute, and you're like, I don't know about y'all, but I have these moments that I call Walter Mitty moments. My friends who know me, who may be listening, are probably laughing hysterically right now. But I, <laughs> I literally am dead serious. I choreograph or like think out in my imagination um, music videos for different scenarios. So like when I'm trying to like look cute and I'm getting ready in my room or whatever. It's a montage. It's a freaking montage. And I'm looking looking in the mirror and it's like music video. So I channel, there's there's, it's in there somewhere, right? Some people have an inner monologue, you have an inner montage. I do. Listen, I have to channel this part of myself. We all have moments where we feel fabulous, right? And you channel that part of yourself. And then um, for, for film and television, when you're she working... She has more moments where she feels like <laughs> I have to say, look at her. Can you imagine you looking at the mirror and being like, look at those eyes. Yeah, boo. How are you doing? I'm done with I mean, you. <laughs> you have not smelled my breath in the morning, and you have not seen my back-combed hair. Okay. I wake up in the morning, I look in the mirror and go, well, here we go again. <laughs> to work with working in television (laughs) working in television is just simply um it's simply a matter of 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 finding a grounded (laughs) finding a camera and well you know what that's actually you know what that's actually a really good point it's the fact that um technically your camera is you know, this far away from your face, it's just... Uh, Please note, it's not that far away from her face. Yes. (laughs) Your camera is right there. You're talking to somebody the same distance as you normally talk to someone, and that's that's the technical point of view. All acting is grounded. All acting is the same. The only difference is, is when you're performing for a larger audience, 
um, the scope of that is just broader. Mm -hmm. So as far as how do I how do I differentiate or how do I make the switch, it's really not about making a switch. Um, all of your acting should still come from a place of authenticity. For me, it's really just about playing the truth of the scene regardless. And then when you're on stage, sure. Do you need to support your voice more? Yeah. Do you need to project a little bit more? Yeah. But your starting point, your jumping off point should be exactly the same. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, I have an idea. Let's play a game. Let's play a game. Okay. I have one. Yay! Okay. Game Master Kimberly, what's our game today? I made a quiz at work today. Okay. Um, your composer, Jeff Day. Oh, no. Follow him on Instagram. He got one yesterday. He did. He got one <laughs> yesterday. And his only picture is this adorable <laughs> picture with him and Sydney his, making bro faces. I coached mix. them, by the way. Oh. <laughs> I gave him the first half of this quiz and he got everything correct. Of course he did. So that should tell you what this is He's about. He's a college fine major though. <laughs> I dropped out of college. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> I have two degrees. A quiz. Ugh. You will I'll go around the Celsius circle. and Fahrenheit. Yeah. Um, Shade and fire. <laughs> I have um, 98 and 110. Oh. <laughs> I'll put the quiz away. Sorry, sorry. Fuck your game. We're funny. I'm funny too. Yep. I have a quiz. You each have two questions. Okay. We they each are multiple choice. Great. Um, we'll go one round, then a second round. And then I do have a tiebreaker ready, should we need it. It's yeah. just the two of us? No, it is all four of you. Okay. okay. We're going to play two. Okay. Ready? Mm -hmm. All right, Talia, let's go first. Okay. According to ancient sources, Cleopatra and Mark Antony spent the winter of 41 to 40 BC living a life of leisure and excess in Egypt and even formed their own drinking society named... I have three choices. Unless you know. You might also might need to read that book right now. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff didn't need... Multiple choices. I think I know, but give me give okay. me the choices. So the choices are the Society of Unparalleled Excess, the Society of Intoxicating Evenings, or the Society of Inimitable Livers. The Society of Inimitable Livers. That is correct. Yes. Oof. I would have joined that group. Bloop. Kevin, what, what do we do? <laughs> we are renaming the podcast. Yeah. Is it the same question? No. <laughs> Ready? <laughs> All right. <laughs> She's like, what color is your shirt? <laughs> Spell cat. That's where I am right now. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to like... Sydney, are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. Cleopatra mm -hmm. often used clever stagecraft to woo potential allies with grand entrances. Mm. A famous example... Was she ever rolled up in a rug? When Julius Caesar arrived in Alexandria, she had herself smuggled into his personal quarters using what technique? Does he have choices? Unless you want to just say what you just said. Yeah. Being rolled into a rug? She had herself rolled into a carpet. A yeah! Carpet. yeah. Some what, sources wait. say it was a linen sack. What was... What the were carpet the, is more fun. What were the ones you made up? Uh, she hid in a giant vase until he arrived. <laughs> That's or, creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then I... But I wrote that and I was like, how'd she get out? 
Um, they or, broke it, like a cake. When you cut a cake at a bachelor party. Or she used an intricate labyrinth of tunnels and trapdoors to reach his personal quarters. That's too much work. You're like, nobody works for a boy that's that hard. That's too much work. <laughs> My other answer was actually going to be rhythm method. Rhythm <laughs> 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 method. Shut up. Oh, the <laughs> Wait, let's give everybody a moment to get that. Because <laughs> that was very brilliant. No, no, no. no. This is okay. They don't know. <laughs> no, no. Kevin. I yes. am wasted. <laughs> yeah, you gave me that like acting theory question that was like, we couldn't have said in the beginning. <laughs> I had to like reset. I have easier questions coming up for you. I, I don't. <laughs> Kevin. Yes. Ugh, this wound up being a good one for you. Okay. Oh yeah. Or maybe not. What do you say? Ugh. Because oh. I don't want you to win. Oh right, right, right. Okay. When summoned to meet Mark Antony in Tarsus, Cleopatra is said to have arrived on a golden barge adorned with purple sails and rowed by oars made of silver. Obviously. Obviously. Yeah. Cleopatra <laughs> had been made up to look like witch goddess as she sat beneath a gilded canopy while attendants dressed as cupids fanned her and burned sweet-smelling incense. Aphrodite. That is correct. Damn it. Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I have a degree in classic mythology. Oh, hell no. Cheater. That's why I was mad. (laughs) I have a BFA musical theater. Give me a question. All right, Brian. Oh, damn it. This one's good for you. Yeah. The 1963 movie, Cleopatra. Yep. I know, you like movies. Starring Elizabeth Taylor, in case you were unaware. Was the most expensive movie. (laughs) It was the most expensive movie ever made at the time of its release. Yeah, because it got pushed. It was $100,000. It nearly bankrupt 20th Century Fox, despite ranking in a fortune at the box office. Although starting with a budget of $2 million, what was the final budget of the film? Was it 12 million, 44 million, or 20 million dollars? Mm. Can you say those in numerical order, please? Oof. 12, 20, <laughs> or 44? I'm going to go with 20. It was 44. It was 44 million dollars. I looked at Talia. I was going to say 44, he but she told me to say 20. But I'm astounded. That's good. I mean, I, at the time, that's it. Today, so that would be $334 million. I can't believe that. $434 million? It would be $334 million today. I can't believe you did that to him. Yeah, that was so rude. I thought, I, I, I was... So as I said in the last question, yes. Cleopatra almost bankrupt 20th Century Fox. Okay. Mm-hmm. The release of what 1965 film saved 20th Century Fox from bankruptcy? Ooh. Was it The Sound of Music... Dr. Shivago, or those men and their magnificent flying machines? I don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> Neither did I. <laughs> That's so, what they used to call Peter Pan. <laughs> Sound of music or Dr. Shivago. I'm gonna go... Oh, Dr. Zhivago. Sound of music. God damn it! I should have stuck with the music. I knew that answer. Those are the top Sound three Sound of music movies. was popular? Who would have thought? Also, I love Dr. Zhivago. Those men and their flying, magnificent flying machine. Those men and their magnificent flying machines. I just looked up the top three grossing movies of 1965 to try and trip up Brian because I thought he'd get this question. All right. Oh, I'm going to put my glasses on. Do you like your question? I'm ready. To keep Elizabeth Taylor happy on set. Drugs. 20th century. (laughs) (laughs) Probably that too. I'm done. (laughs) Gladiator. Um, uh, <laughs> 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 All right. so uh, they regularly had what food item from the Beverly Hills restaurant Chasen's air freighted to Rome? Did they have <laughs> Caesar salad, mock turtle soup, or chili flown to Rome for Elizabeth Taylor? I'm done. <laughs> I'm going to say there was a chili answer. Mm-hmm. I mean... I want to say Caesar salad, but I'm gonna like, I'm gonna say chili because chases. Okay, go ahead. Chili is correct. Yes. Hey. <laughs> well, well, does that sound right? Chasen's chili. I would. Right. Yeah. Yes. That was good. That was a good one. All right, let's do this. I'm ready. You're ready. Part two. Do. All right, Kevin. Yes. The spectacular scene of Cleopatra's entry into Rome, which required thousands of extras, had to be reshot 
because an extra could be seen on camera doing what? Taking a picture, tripping down the stairs, or selling gelato. <laughs> Your face is the best thing I've ever seen. Because <laughs> I've really, got biggest really gelato scoops. To someone selling gelato to the other extras, but it was falling down. It was falling down the stairs, selling Ta- gelato, and taking, taking a, picture. a picture. It's definitely a picture. It's selling gelato. No, seriously. <laughs> they couldn't take a picture then? Clearly. Oh, that's right. They, they didn't have all the... Yeah. It was Somebody different. was selling gelato to the other extras. Apparently. Which, okay. like, I sounds like the wish, best thing in the see, world. I feel like if somebody had fallen down the stairs, they would have left it. Like, I feel like those kind of magic moments you have to keep, like... First of all, I just want to say how much I'm learning about the history of Cleopatra and Margaret <laughs> and being here at Broadway's There's going to be gelato in your show. It's all I have to say. <laughs> yes. Oh. All right, Brian. Gelato. There will be. Yeah, I'll just go to their show Wait, and sell so gelato. This is the last question. Wait, am I yeah. the only one who missed one? No, I missed my first one. Okay. But you both got your answers correct, correct? Mm-hmm. Did I get my last one correct? I'm drunk. No, now. you did not. I did. Oh, I only Sydney. got one. So, Sydney's winning. Just me. So, this is, so he oh, won. won. He won no matter what, but I'll Because you got the both of them wrong? Well, I didn't oh. answer my second one yet. <laughs> <laughs> you could be tied. No, he got no, both he of them right. Either. I got my first one wrong. Remember, you gave me the wrong answer. Well, I forgot to write an eighth question, so but I was going to make one up. <laughs> okay. I'm not rude. I'm bitter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's Brian's last question? Um, what was Elizabeth Taylor's costume budget in Cleopatra? Why do you think I know the budget of this? Well, know. how much did they like actually movies. spend? Yeah. I like movies. Uh, um, let's, let's say the options are... Like fifth, I didn't. I forgot to write an eighth question, but I remember this one off the top of my head. Great. So it's either fifteen thousand dollars, two hundred thousand dollars, or five hundred thousand dollars. Two hundred thousand dollars. That is correct. Because you think of a fake answer first, then you get the real answer. You're correct. Right. <laughs> yeah. And see, so if anyone like really watches me, it's the real answer, and then the two fake answers, and then I try really hard not to be looking at the one that I'm saying, so you can't tell. I just want to say, not only does Brian know so much about fashion merchandising. <laughs> that was my mom's major. But for all you listeners out there, he has perfect teeth. I just want to. Oh, oh, I can't believe you just said something nice after winning. Good for you. <laughs> oh, yeah, you win. Thank you, Thank you very much. Thank you. I have a tiebreaker. Do you want it just for fun? Sure. Yes. Yeah. Ready? Because it, it yeah. made me laugh. Okay. Um, the composer of Cleopatra, Jeff Day, started an Instagram yesterday. Closest without going over. How many followers does he currently have? I'm going to look right now. <laughs> 18. Okay, we have 18. The question is, did he tag Sydney in the picture? No, but that doesn't mean he's going to like... I think so. The picture was taken today, and he did tag Sydney in the picture. Mm, no, he didn't. Oh, he, he didn't? didn't? Oh, no, he didn't. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Sorry, it did not accept... It didn't he know did. I was touching it. Yes, he, he added, did tag he you. He added Sydney. I don't know if he like tag tagged, but he no, added he tagged. Sydney. I mean, I followed. <laughs> no, he tagged you. You're there. I'm gonna say 37. Okay. okay. Eight. Okay. You said he did tag me. Yes, he did. <laughs> and it. Uh, he. What time did he? Uh, he posted that started, picture uh, four hours ago. Time. Four hours ago? If you don't get this perfectly yes. right, I'm okay. so upset. I'm going to say 80,000. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Kevin, do you have a question? You said 18. You said 18. Well, I, Kevin's 18. I'm 37. You're 27. 28. 28. 80,000. You see what I think of what you can do, Jeff? <laughs> See what I, I think, believe right? in you, Jeff <laughs> dot day. That is spelled J E F F dot D A Y E. There is an E. Yeah. Everyone yeah. go follow him. Currently has thirty six followers. Oh, I was over by one. She won. Yeah. Yay! Yay! Oh, I'm so mad. I should, <laughs> that's kind of perfect. The Cleo one though. I win. Mean, I think so. She's the winner. <laughs> oh, sure. yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So before we play our last game, Sydney, yes. um, if I can ask you, you have what? three sentences to sum up your Hamilton experience. Mm. One of those. Mm-hmm. That's it. Three sentences. Can you ask her her question while I think of my answer? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, sure. Okay. You could personally cast Antony and Cleopatra in contemporary time right now. Mm-hmm. Without you guys, obviously. Mm-hmm. Who would you want to be third row center on Broadway watching a contemporary Cleopatra and Antony? Why can't they say themselves? In like a play so or in good. our version? 
in a, in a you can tell me what you want to see in our in our version. Yeah, and it can't I'll be go you with, guys. I'll go with our that's version. That's an easy answer. Yeah. I'll go with like anybody in the world superstar, right? right. Or right. or your best friend who you think <clears throat> really relates to that part. Okay. But also superstars. Okay. That's. Oh, I think hard. Sydney is Cleopatra and Talia. <laughs> my dream cast. I would see it. I would see it. I would turn her. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's the finale of next season's yeah. Drag Race. Yeah. I mean, actually, actually, you just gave me an idea. You Ooh. said you were like, it's it's like the next season of Drag Race. I think it'd be pretty freaking rad if like one of. The top drag queens played Cleopatra. That'd be unbelievable. I would go see a Dora Delano play Cleopatra. <laughs> Nobody? <laughs> <laughs> this brings me to a story I wanted to tell tonight. This brings me to a story I wanted to tell tonight. I was having um, dinner with a director, and he, uh, I was telling him I was doing this Cleopatra yeah, yeah. thing, and he um, said, he turned to me and he goes, you know, Cleopatra was his sister. And I said, excuse me? He said, yeah, you didn't know that? And I was like, Cleopatra was Mark's sister. And he said, yeah, what history books have you been reading? And I was like, okay, wait. They, everybody knew this? Wait, what are you talking about? They were sisters? And we went through, I don't know, maybe a good 15 minutes of back and forth over me saying, I really have never heard that Mark Anthony was Cleopatra's, like, brother. Right. But no. you're telling me that? And he goes, no. <laughs> she was a sister. <laughs> <laughs> she did also marry two of her brothers. The fact of the matter is, is, she did marry that, her brother, because that was a so true. That she would did marry her brother. That, that was super cool. I would cool. have with like playing that. with a door. Playing the role. Ah, understood. Um, and do we have any? Do you we know have that any she was Greek, though. Queens she was Macedonian. She well. was Macedonian. Was so she was kind of like that brown Greek. Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess to answer my, what, what, my question. Oh, my Hamilton. Your three, three sentences. Your three sentences describing your, your experience. experience in Hamilton. A life-changing experience. It was full of learning about myself as a person and an artist. Semicolon. <laughs> <laughs> and how to <clears throat> use uh, what I had to the best of my abilities in my career. And then learning how to channel what I gained from it in life after Hamilton. What do you feel like it did for people from your perspective? I think it did many things yeah. for many different people. I think it sort of broke the boundaries open, of course, of, uh, what, of casting. Yeah. What unobvious thing did it do? Let, let's, let's put it that way. I have something right off the top of my head yeah. as someone on the outside. Yes, please. I think what Hamilton did for us, um, it really changed the business, mm -hmm. the business aspect of, yeah. of the industry. Um, and I think it really changed uh, the value that's placed on, on actors. Do you feel like it gave you more <clears throat> leverage as an actor, depending I, on I the I think so. And it took, I mean, it took a lot of work, and, and being that Sydney was part of the original cast, I'm sure he saw both ends of it, but mm -hmm. from my perspective, thanks to a lot of them, changes were made that have now trickled down into some other big shows that we're mm -hmm. about to see, um, and how yeah, and yeah. how actors are compensated and treated. Um in 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 light of really big successful Change shows, the, I don't I don't know if you if if you see that on your end, but from from my perspective on the outside, um, I think that really initiate at, at the very least initiated that conversation, and and it really, I've had conversations with some of the folks in the original cast, um, mm. just where I was advised as to. If you're in this situation, these are the things you should know, and these are the, th the questions you should ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I, I found that personally really valuable from from a business point of view. 
I've lost the thread of the conversation because <laughs> I've had too much drink. <laughs> so um, I don't know what we're talking about. Do you have a good stage door story from oh, Hamilton? Oh, we have a new segment. I forgot. Yes. Stage door stories. Stage door stories. Stage door stories. What's your oh, what's like? What's the one that just pops into your mind? Okay. Oh, there's you know there's so many good. Books. Of course. Can I tell two? You may. Yes. Yes. All right. So, one of the first ones was when we were very, very first getting like celebrities, and this was off Broadway. Mm. The very first celebrity was Buster Rhymes, but then I think after him, I think the next one was. Um, well, I came. I was in my dressing room, and uh, and we had heard that there was a celebrity in the audience, and so I got downstairs into in the public all the dressing rooms sort of faced a communal like room that we had and I was like trying to jump out of my costume as fast as possible so that I could meet this person and like I had my tights like sort of half on and I had to like run out to the bathroom really quick so like I was just in the undershirt and like had my tights half on and my tights had like a big like rip in the middle in order to allow like room for a costume part and like I was running to the bathroom and I ran out the door and they were like, who's here tonight? And I was like, I turned back to the dressing room. I was like, Anna Winter. She is the editor of Vogue. She's legendary. Like, that's who's here tonight. So like, get it together. And I <laughs> ran out to the room to go to the bathroom. And there's Anna Winter standing oh. right there. Oh, no. watched me say all of that in my tights, like with the like feet hanging way off. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and she's intimidating. She looked amazing. Like floor, of course, floral link leopard coat. And she yeah. took her sunglasses off and she's crystal eyes and she just looks at you and she's like, hello. And, <laughs> and you're like, oh. And I ran right back into the room and closed the door and then changed it to something acceptable. <laughs> but on Broadway, uh, we uh, would change, mostly I chose to change on stage we had to take off our costumes right there on stage so that dressers didn't have to walk up six floors to our dressing room, uh -huh. which were up a spiral staircase of six floors, which right, makes yeah. sense. Anyway, I got completely dressed and I had my dance belt on and my robe and it was early on in the run and so they didn't know when to bring people back or whatever mm -hmm. when we were still off stage and I was the last one left and so I'm changing whatever I get out and I have, I'm in my dance belt and I look up and there is Meryl Streep like five feet away from me. No. And I grab my robe and I put it on and Why'd you grab your robe? You should have let her see all the gold. <laughs> <laughs> she would have gotten a job. Yeah. She saw. <laughs> she saw. So you 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 stripped for street? So then all I stripped for street, hashtag strip for street. And <laughs> I'm the only one. Um, hey. But mind you, like I just, I, all of the pictures, I have them up. They're in a bathrobe. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Meryl Streep. And then I changed yeah, and got into my tank top. It's complicated. Mm. It's complicated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the Meryl Streep movie you chose? Well, it's because it, it related to that. I wasn't going to be like, the deer hunter, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> On that note, let's play our final game. Okay. Yes. Kimberly. All right. We're going to do a hot potato style. Heads up Great. with okay. our Lights of Broadway show cards. Lights of Broadway. If you're unfamiliar, mm. um, Squigs, who draws all of, does all the sketches for the Broadway shows, yes. put out a trading card deck. And so I have amassed quite a few. Oh, I'm mm. going to lose. Um, I tried to pick the well knowns. <laughs> <laughs> what? You don't have show cards in a Mario deck? In a Mario deck? <laughs> um, I got it. So I just have a few in my hand, and we're just going to pass them around the table. You put one on your head. Um, everyone will try and get you to guess it. And then once you guess it, you pass it to the next person. Okay. And so uh, whoever is the last person to hold it loses. Right. What's the time? Should I do? Don't tell Let's us. Let's see. Don't tell? Don't, no, tell us <laughs> when it's over, but don't tell us how long it is. Oh, OK. So I'll just set it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just set a timer, and then it'll just be real of. loud. I wasn't listening. Have <laughs> <laughs> you ever played the game Heads Up? You know, you're just going to put a card on your head and try to guess who it is. You won't be first. So I'll go first. Oh, <laughs> you'll pick it up. You got two people to see what we're doing. I'll go first. Ready? Yep. You won the last game. <laughs> yeah, you don't need this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready? Yeah. Set. Yeah. Go. 
Okay, uh, he, he was on. He was uh, on Smash. Nashville. Oh, Will Chase. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, he was in a company. Company. He's, uh, did, he's you a Hannibal? Hannibal? Did, did, did you watch Hannibal? Did you watch Hannibal on TV? Yeah. Oh, he was the doctor. He, he played opposite Leslie in that Preacher musical. There was a oh. movie remake. Oh, yeah, oh. for the Steve oh. Martin movie. Oh, oh. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nope, uh, I don't know Leap what you're faith. talking about. Leap, Leap of faith. faith. Okay. Yes. Who's the the love the love uh, connection in Phantom I'm of the Opera? Terrible. Oh, yes. Scene is in love with, with Raul. Yeah. Yes. yes. Esparza. Yes. yes. A good one. Damn. Yeah. All right. Work. So now that goes on your head. your head. Oh, he's a oh, genie. The genie. Oh, he's a genie, and now he's in Hamilton. He was the genie. Oh, three and now names. he's in Hamilton. Three he has names. three names. He's Mike is a giant peach. His James. first name is your middle name. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the middle name is a president, a yeah. former president's last name. Mm-hmm. Clint. <laughs> <laughs> and his last name, the last syllable, is, uh, is what, this. what does is, what is what beats. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. Is it James Engelhart? Yes. yes. Oh, I love, <laughs> love him. Who am I? Oh, same first name, three yes. names. James. Darth Vader. Coming to America! Yeah. Oh, I love this game. Oh my god. Okay, it's my favorite game. Okay, she's married. Uh, she's, she's married to Danny Bursey. <coughs> she was in Secret Garden. Rebecca Luker. No, yeah, that's correct. She's Kevin Trader. Murder, she wrote. She wrote She wrote Murder. She was Anastasia's singing voice in the movie. We talked about her sister, Anne Hampton. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anne Hampton? Her sister. First name is Blank Taylor. It's short who for Cleopatra. Queen Blank the First. Liz Calloway Hampton. Yes. 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 <laughs> this is really intense. Oh, she's a, she's a dancer. She's a, she was in Chicago. Chicago. Oh, and right, that yes. Yes. is the time. Oh. Is this the Damn. No, loses. Who won? All of us. Yeah. It's a game with one loser. <laughs> That's true, loses. but you were holding okay, on. Okay, I lose. Okay, Kevin loses. Okay. Bye! So it really only matters who it ends on. Right. Yes. Yeah, oh, I didn't think that through. The rest is just fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, we talked a lot about Cleopatra, um, the new pop experience. Yes. Um, it, it is open until October 8th. Correct. Mm. But so, not o- oh, but it'll be open Thursdays by when through happens. Sundays. Oh, it's only Thursdays through Sundays. Correct. Because it's a club. Correct. Great. It's a club experience, yeah. Yeah. So get your tickets. And it's only at night because it's a club. It's a club. Yes. Um, so clubs, not pubs, <laughs> am I right? Um, so through October 8th at the Theater for New City on First Avenue in New York City, yeah. um, we would highly suggest you seeing it, not because um, they're here, but because it's actually awesome. Um, you can go to cleopatraexperience.com for tickets. Um, go see Sydney and Talia. Um, and just... And this brilliant... Cast. Just or come just... if you come, come to party. Yes. Like it's a party night. It's not like a sit and watch and like be respectful night. Mm-hmm. And listen, it's a, let's Instagram get and listen, montage getting ready. What, what right. club immersive club experience can you get for eighteen dollars? This is like club kids. Wait, it's only eighteen dollars. It's only that is $18. cheaper than a cover. Anyway. Is ninety dollars more than that? Maybe a hundred dollars more than these, that. And we got a bar in the theater space and a live DJ. These, Wait, like you can buy drinks like while the show's happening? Hello. But and <laughs> the Cleopatra Instagram has been sharing a lot of behind the scenes. Oh, oh they're fantastic. They're on it. Uh, do you know what the handle is? Uh, on Instagram, it's Cleopatra underscore experience. Mm-hmm. Um, follow to them. The point. But I um, want to thank you both for joining us. Thank really, you for really had a fun us. time tonight. Thanks for the drinks. Yeah, of yeah. course. Oh, anytime. I'm sleep really well tonight. Um, I'm, in, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> but we always end with a quote to wrap it up. Okay. Yes. And today's quote is Guess what? What? In his bed, Pharaoh had he had an easy night. Uh, he had a dream that pinned him to his sheets with fright. No one knew the meaning of this dream. What to do? Whatever could it mean? Is that Joseph? Poor, jo- poor, poor Pharaoh. From <laughs> poor, Joseph. Poor Pharaoh. Thought it went for the theme. Yeah, I like that. Well done. <laughs> thank you. Um, but thank you so much. Thank Cheers. You. Uh, Cheers. Again, you can follow Broad Wasted. Uh, at Broad Wasted on all social media. Don't forget, we're doing um, the Prince of Broad Wasted, the review review, where we want to see all of your best five-star iTunes reviews with the best puns possible, and we're going to read them here on air for you to listen to. Uh, So definitely take do that. Check out our YouTube channel. Yeah, that'll be a thing by the time this happens. Yes, Um, check it out. Broad Wasted YouTube. Um, But again, thank you so much to our wonderful guests. Um, 
Cheers. Cheers. And as we end every episode, salut. And follow Jeff Day on Instagram. Yeah, or salute. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.